0: Welcome to episode two of the DevLifts podcast. Um, I'm JC Hyatt and with me is uh, Thaddeus. Hey everybody. And today we have a guest, uh, Garrett McCullough. Um, Hi. And Hi, uh, Garrett, do you want to say a little bit about kind of where you, uh, where you are and what you do?
1: Sure, yeah. So, um, like you said, my name is Garrett McCullough. I am a senior mobile engineer for a company called Build.com. Build is an online retailer for home improvement and remodeling stuff. So, things like faucets, sinks, toilets, um, anything besides kind of lumber that you would need to remodel your house. Uh, And I work on the uh, mobile app team on our React Native app.
0: Oh, cool. How long has, uh, have have y'all been on react native?
1: So we're coming up on, uh, two years. I think it'll be in December. It'll be two years that we've been working on the project and uh, I've been on the team for about a year and a half.
0: Cool. Awesome. Um, and, uh, where were you before that? You always kind of been doing mobile or were you doing something else?
1: Yeah, so before that, I um, worked for a company called Clear Capital uh, that's based in Truckee. And Clear Capital is a um, real estate valuation company. So basically, when you need to get a loan and they need a, an appraisal on your house, they are the sort of the go-between between the mortgage company and the appraiser. And I worked um, on a few different products. I worked there for close to seven years. So
2: I
0: worked okay. on
1: a
2: number of different
1: products. I was a um, uh, web application developer, though, so uh, working in Angular primarily.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then I guess when you joined Mild, you kind of dove into React?
1: Yeah, exactly. It was a big learning curve because I had to learn React, uh, Redux, and React Native, um, kind of that full stack there yeah. in a pretty short amount of time.
0: Yeah. that's. I'm sure that was uh, big. I actually never did anything with Angular, um, but uh, I'm sure it was probably a, a bit of, especially if you had to learn all that with Redux and everything, I'm sure it was a pretty difficult transition, at least for the short while. There was um, a couple of
1: weeks where I was definitely questioning myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: gotcha. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I actually just started my first React Native app for a client uh, this week, so I'm, I'm diving into that myself right cool. now. Um, cool. Well, we we have you on the show today. Um, as we have any of our guests on the show uh, to talk about, um, I guess, how fitness has impacted your life. Uh, I know, I think we connected maybe originally on Twitter and, um, you know, uh, noticed that you are, you know, and then we connected on the phone for a few minutes and, um, uh, you know, you, you said you had some experience with uh, training and fitness and, um, you know, and that's what we're here to do Is is we want to highlight um stories of how fitness has really uh improved developers' lives um and try you know try to help other people out there who are listening uh to either get motivated or to learn something to um you know to to be able to improve their lives and um and just feel better um and you know have happier, healthier lives, you know. So um that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Um, I guess I would uh, I guess I, my first question would be, what's um, what's the story where, like, what was your first exposure to something fitness-related or, you know, something athletic? Like, where, where did that start for you?
1: Yeah, so I grew up doing a lot of sports um, as a kid. So, um, you know, when I was really young, I played baseball. Um, around sixth grade, I started doing wrestling, uh, somewhere around probably Fifth or sixth grade, I started playing flag football. Later, I played tackle football. Um, so I just kind of I, I grew up doing a lot of team sports and everything. And then on the the weekends, you know, my family did a lot of hiking, uh, did some backpacking growing up, and um, I got into rock climbing. Uh, actually, it was my senior high school class trip. Um, I got to try rock climbing and kind of fell in love with that. So. Um, you know, I've always sort of been, um, pretty active person, um, for in high school, you know, I I did a lot of weightlifting for sports. Um, so I learned a lot of, you know, kind of some of the more classic, uh, type of, uh, weightlifting, you know, power clean squats, ben- mm-hmm. uh, bench press, deadlifts, the, those types of things. And then, um, um, I did some running for for sports, but I I was never a big runner until uh, later on once I got out of college and got into the more, you know, real world.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Did you uh, continue doing any of those sports like past uh, school, like past college?
1: Uh, So uh, once I got into college, um, uh, I pretty much turned into – um, I was doing a lot of rock climbing. Um, I worked at the climbing gym at, at Chico State, um, and um, I, you know, I, I wor- worked for the climbing wall. I, did, I, was, I almost lived in the climbing wall, to be honest. I was there almost every night, whether it's for work or for personal climbing. Um, I also I got into doing a little bit of trail running um, when I was in college. I had friends that would drag me out every once in a while. And then I I played a lot of, like, sand court volleyball, um, was still doing hiking and backpacking and things like that. Um, And then uh, after I graduated from college, um, I had graduated with a degree in computer science, and I was pretty burnt out at the time. And so I was really ready for a change of, you know, just a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up moving to Yosemite National Park and I got a job working for the concession company. I, I waited tables. I, um, I actually, that was when I learned to ski and snowboard um, was while I was, uh, uh, I think I was, I was the host at the restaurant at the time. Um, but um, I uh, learned to ski and snowboard. I made friends with a lot of instructors. And then the next winter I ended up actually, I, I became an instructor. And so I um, started teaching skiing and snowboarding um was still doing a lot of rock climbing and we um I got into doing long distance hikes so you know, we would go out and um you know do 20 30 mile hikes uh, up, upwards of 50 mile hikes um Dang. Day, day hikes
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um, so i got into doing you know more distance stuff then uh later on i ended up after after a few years of that i I moved to uh, Truckee, California, which is where I live now. And uh, Truckee is where I got back into technology. I, I got back into development, and um, I started uh, doing a lot more trail running, um, mountain biking. Still doing the rock climbing, um, and uh, skiing and cross-country skiing also.
0: Dang! All right, so you've you've done it all. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and I think you mentioned that you kind of, uh, things are seasonal for you. So, you know, during the summer, you're doing something different than what you might be doing in the winter, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, it, uh, Truckee, Lake Tahoe area, it's very seasonal based. Um, you know, in the, in the winter, we have a ton of snow. Last year, there were places that had upwards of 800 inches of snow, which Ugh. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't even calculate. It was uh, like 40 feet or something. It was ridiculous. But, um, uh, you know, so I I, I do a lot of skiing in the winter. In the summer, uh, I'm mostly on the trails. And so I do a lot of trail running. And then kind of in the shoulder seasons in between, I I do um, a lot of uh, climbing, mostly um,
2: uh, a lot of uh, indoor rock climbing.
0: Gotcha cool what um, are some uh
2: what are some notable hikes or backpacking trips you've you've taken
1: yeah so well one of our biggest ones ever was um in yosemite national park there's this thing called the the high sierra camp loop and the high sierra camps are these um it's a it's a loop made out of five different um uh camps in the background backcountry and so the idea is is that you actually you hike to one they have beds and bedding for you. They can provide food if you, if you want. And so all you need to take is a little tiny day pack and you can hike from camp to camp. Each one's like, like six to 10 miles apart or so. And um, so um, the, 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 the first summer I was together with my, my girlfriend, now wife, um, we there's sort of this thing with the employees is that there's a challenge is to hike the high sierra camp loop in a day so um <laughs> right so i i we were looking for something kind of crazy to do together and I, I threw it out as an idea you know hey we could do this 50 mile loop in a day and see if it, you know if we can do it uh, and uh she was actually working at one of the camps so she was like yeah sure you know why not let's go for it and <laughs> We ended up we we hiked it it took uh, 22 and a half hours to hike roughly 50 miles um it's you know it's a it's pretty amazing experience it's you know probably one of the harder things i've ever done but um uh we you know completed it we felt you know really tired but good at the end (laughs) and then the the next morning the funny thing was as i you know got in the car and drove back to to work or you know back to my house and then she actually had to hike back into the camp that she worked at so she the day before she hiked six miles then she hiked the 50 miles and then right. she hiked another six miles to get back so um she likes to tease me about how much more, she did, I, how much more <laughs> she did than i did but um uh you know the other ones we we did a lot a ton of hiking in yosemite so um a lot of big hikes uh, i mean we've done half dome clouds Rest, kind of the some of the famous ones, um, but we did also a, a lot of uh, great hikes to uh, places like that are less well-known, um, like um, I think it's called Silver Lake, I, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on the name, but um, if you, in Yosemite, there's a lot of trails that are really popular, but mm-hmm. as soon as you get off of those trails, you can hike all day and not see anyone, and so there's some, some really great um, kind of lesser-known hikes that you can do also.
0: Oh, so you can tell us what the uh, the name of the next Mac OS will be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Sierra something probably.
0: <laughs> gotcha. That's um, that's cool. I I don't think. I think the farthest I've ever hiked was like five miles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So and then that. Um, so in the past couple of years, my wife and I. Have uh, gotten into doing um, kind of longer distance trail runs, and so essentially we didn't have time to do these all day long hikes, but we still wanted to cover some of the same distance. So we started doing uh, trail running, and now you know uh, we well the past couple of summers we've trained up to do uh, these 30 30k trail runs, which comes out to around 18 and a half 19 miles. And then, um, and then, you know, while we're doing that, you know, we do a lot of like 15, 16 mile runs, um, half marathon type distances and, um, mostly on on the trails around Tahoe Truckee area.
0: Any, uh, competitions like Spartan race or anything like that?
1: Uh, no, I've never done any of those. Um, you know, the, the 30 K that we do, it's a, it is a race, but, um, I am not, trying to compete with any of those you know, any of the people who are competitive because you know they're running two hour 30k and i'm running a four hour 15 minute 30k so i'm not really uh, trying to compete there
0: cool and um i mean so with the difference in the type of i guess type of sport you're doing depending on the season like what is your training look like year round? Um, and how, like, how do you change it whenever it's like, okay, well it's time to, um, you know, stop hiking for the the year and, and get on to skiing. Like, um, how do you, how do you modify your training and what does your training look like for each of those?
1: So yeah, my training changes quite a bit over, or the course of the year. Um, in the summer when I'm doing a lot of trail running, I tend to actually drop off a lot on the, the, the weightlifting, I try and maintain strength where possible, but mm-hmm. a lot of my, um, training is more like to balance, you know, to correct any muscle imbalances. So I'm doing like band walks, uh, like where you put the stretchy band around your ankles and you walk around, mm-hmm. um, a lot of like single leg, um, you know, what sometimes they're called Romanian deadlifts, single leg deadlifts, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, lunges, uh, step ups, um, those types of things um during the uh you know the the fall or spring when i'm trying to do more rock climbing i'm training a lot more like pull up strength um you know imbalanced uh with one hand higher than the other type of pull ups um uh you know full body like core strength type of stuff um and then in the when i'm getting ready for winter and i'm getting ready for skiing it's a lot more about like power output, so I do a lot more like box jumps, um, uh, negative box jumps, so mm-hmm. jumping onto the box and then and then jumping off and springing back up. So like really sort of explosive pilometric py- py- type moves, mm-hmm. uh, and then also um, like max deadlift type of strength, you know, max strength type of stuff. Um, so those are typically the. Uh, that's how it, tends to flow throughout the year
0: okay and those so with the the max strength deadlifts those aren't necessarily explosive movements it's just like just for strength
1: yeah yeah so i typically um i i uh um kind of took this idea from uh tim Ferriss's four-hour body but you do yeah uh,
0: for less superhuman yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and so you t- you do uh, max weight deadlifts like like five of them or whatever three three or f- three or five um, mm-hmm. so pre- pretty close to max strength and then right after that you go and do uh, box jumps immediately mm-hmm. after so you are doing like max strength and then explosive strength back to back and uh, it wrecks your legs pretty, pretty yeah good
0: we've uh, Thad and I have done a lot of effort like I don't know how yeah, many we know times well. we've done it. Um, yeah, it's, I always get crazy good strength gains. Like, um, a good one. yeah, yeah. Last time we did it, I, um, got my deadlift to 450, which was like the oh, wow. the highest it's ever been so far. That was like six months ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately,
1: awesome. because mine is so seasonal, I end up not sticking with it long enough to get like any of the, the really big gains, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, okay. but at least for me, it takes it doesn't take very long, you know, like four weeks of it, and my oh, wow. my strength shoots right back up. Um cool. At least, at least in my experience.
1: Yeah, right. um, and then the other thing I like to do is uh, just kind of throughout the year, um, part of my my normal uh, workout regimen. I I do a lot of kettlebell stuff, so I really like doing kettlebells.
0: Yeah, do you do um, like the specific recommendations from Zimbaris, like during in that like. He has like that section of four-hour body building the perfect posterior where it's like all kettlebell stuff. Um, Oh,
1: you know, I probably not. Um, I don't really remember that. I I, I tend to do a lot of swings. um, And then I have this thing that I actually, it's a modified thing that I got from a, um, like a men's health workout, kettlebell workout or something Mm -hmm. like that but um, it's this like series of kettlebell exercises that uh, it's like a kettlebell flow or something like that they called it but um, you do like a, uh, a kettlebell snatch to you know overhead and then I do a, a, a get up from, from you know the standing position all the way to the floor and then back up and then I do um, without setting the weight down do a couple lunges um, some squats and then a press up back to overhead and then finish the, uh, you know, the snatch back down to the ground. And, uh, and it's a pyramid exercise. So you start off with one of each, then you Mm -hmm. do two of each and then three of each. And then that's typically where I'm, I'm pretty tired after that. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, I've had some pretty good experience with kettlebell. I haven't done any like kettlebell workouts, but once I read that section of four hour body, I decided to start using it. And because um, actually, Tim Ferriss had said he had never had visible abs in his life, even when he was at low body fat. Um, and three weeks of like his kettlebell workout, and then like he, he had the before and after pictures in there. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> cool. Um, and so, right right now, is it still hiking season or is it?
1: Like- it, it, it is. Um, yeah. And I could probably, um, but it we actually already had our first snowfall. Um, so I'm starting to transition back into more like a climbing mode. Um, you know, the generally it's like sort of a, a month or two before the season starts, I start to transition the, uh, the workouts.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've
1: been um, tapering off on the running and then uh, trying to increase my my um, gym time a little bit and some of that more climbing specific strength
0: okay, so how like right now how many how many days a week are you in the gym? Uh, most
1: recently, it's just been uh, one day a week in the in the gym on weights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing um, uh, usually it's let's see, so I'll do well, typically one long run on the weekend. Um, uh, sort of a medium, you know, like three or four mile run during the week. And then, uh, one of the days I'll, I'll run to the, run to the gym lift weights and then run back and then, um, uh, and then two days of climbing.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And, um, and right now you're starting to do more explosive movements, like since it's you're, you're going to have snow soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, cool. well, yeah, exactly. So I've been starting with more of the, um, the, like the kettlebell snatches and, yeah. um, that type of thing. So, and, and I've been starting to, eye eye the deadlift bar too. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite, um, what's your favorite type of training? Like do you prefer training for the running or do you prefer training for the skiing? Um, the training
1: for skiing is more fun. Um, The, uh, just because it's just more dynamic and explosive and I'm kind of more good at that sort of thing, I think.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but, um, it's the, you know, anytime you sort of switch modes like that, it's, it's uncomfortable, you know, it takes a while. So, um, like the beginning of every running season, like I'm only running like a couple of miles or something and I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Um, but you know, by the end of the, the uh, summer I'm you know running 10, 13, 15 miles, whatever, and I, I finish and I feel great. Um, so I, I love being in shape for something, but getting <laughs> in shape is always it's always tough.
2: It's yeah, yeah. I've been experiencing that since I got to Greece. because um, I do I train primarily with uh, powerlifting movements and like Olympic weightlifting movements and stuff like that. Um, but since I've been here over the past month, the gym that I work out in is great, but the weight's just not there, you know? And so, um, so I've kind of just re re geared towards, towards running and doing a lot of circuit stuff and body weight training mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's, it's great. Cause it's like, you know, I suck at it. And so the discomfort is good, but, um, yeah, yeah no, it's just sweating puddles every day and you know. Just kicking your tail. Yeah. Um, trying to get better at something you haven't done in so long. But.
1: And I'm starting to look at, too, the other thing I do a lot of it uh, as I get ready for winter is I start doing a lot more burpees. And I know that's coming soon, and I'm not looking forward to starting to do up
2: with the
0: burpees. I yeah. uh, hate burpees.
2: Cool.
0: Yeah. But, but furpees. That's what they say. That's right. <laughs> There's a Spartan race shirt that said that. um gotcha so um i guess transitioning more to you you know how this intertwines with your life as a developer um i guess well are you sitting most of your day or do you kind of like have a sit-stand desk or do you stand the whole time like what does that look like for you
1: so I, I primarily sit for most of the day. Um, I actually have a thing where I can put my laptop on to stand and the, I, I really, for me to work effectively, I feel like I need the kind of that second monitor. And so I, I need to work out a better, uh, sort of, um, setup where I can, I can get that second monitor so I can do the standing right. uh, more conveniently. Um, so yeah, I, I do sit uh, quite a bit. I try and get up a couple times throughout the day, though. Um, so I, I usually uh, walk in the morning um, before or after breakfast, uh, and then I'll try and take you know one or two walking breaks during the day. You know, during lunch, some sort of exercise during lunch, and then after after work, I usually go for another walk. So usually get in three or four good walks a day, plus you know whatever I get at lunch.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And has is is that kind of how like most of your life, like most of your career as a developer is kinda look like? Like just I mean, we all sit for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At my uh previous job, um, I had a, a really nice um motorized sit stand desk, so I did a lot more standing then. Um, and they were actually um they were really good about like people would pretty commonly go for, you know, a walk or two per day. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'd grab each other at some, I had a friend, a couple of friends in the office and we, we'd grab each other and we'd we'd go for a walk. So, that oh, was cool. that cool. um, yeah, and there was a lot of, actually a lot of peer pressure too at lunchtime to, to go to the gym or go for runs or whatever the case may be.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I think I remember you uh, mentioning that on our, uh, like a previous phone call where you were saying like some of the, some of the people in the office would just like go for a run during lunch or something like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, so I worked, um, there were maybe, uh, so it was the tech department um, on, we, we were on one floor with HR and accounting and so there were maybe like 30 people or so, 30, 40 people working up there and we would regularly get, you know, five to ten people from that floor going to the gym, or you know, we would get together and we would do group runs because uh, there's a, a sort of a whole network of trails right close to the office. Yeah. And so, in you know, in under five minutes, you could be on the dirt and you could go mountain biking, you could go trail running, and so we would we'd would go do these sort of group um, group things at lunchtime, and it's fantastic. Um, and you know, even like when it came time to go to the gym. People were checking in with each other and say, "Hey, you, you know, are you going to the gym today? Uh, should I sign you up for a class? Like, what do you want to do?" <laughs> and So there was quite a bit of um, a positive peer pressure to to be active. Like, yeah, when I was with that company,
0: that's good. Um, that that actually, I mean, maybe I don't really know, but that seems pretty rare. Like, I don't think I've heard of that before, um, at least in the context of a dev team. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think it's, I don't, for my, uh, you know, what else I've seen, I don't feel like it's as, as common at other places or, uh, other offices.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. Um, cool. So how, I guess, well, I guess you were already athletic and kind of into fitness before you really started your career. Cause you said, you know, you really started getting in sports, like in grade school, um, but have you noticed like, um, uh, well, let's let's talk about the kind of negative effects first. Um, have you noticed any kind of like um, loss of energy or loss of range of motion or certain things like that that you would like attribute to like the, our working lifestyle as a developer, like from sitting or from like just stress or being like, kind of like, I don't know how your working hours are, but a lot of people out there are like working just weird hours because they can't get their mind off of work. Um, mm-hmm. Like, have what yeah, are some of those yeah. negative things say that the, you've seen? The
1: most the the biggest negative, uh, yeah. So the the biggest negative things that I've seen um, have been uh, you know just from being at the keyboard and the mouse for long periods. So I get a, like a little bit of kind of tightness in my upper back. And um, a little bit of like tightness in my forearms, mm-hmm. um, so I tend to to try and uh, you know stretch my forearms. I have a um, um like a um, uh, like a weighted stick sort of thing that you can do like uh, forearm rotations, and uh, and I I heard of that it is a good way to you know to help prevent any sort of RSI or anything. Uh, repetitive stress injuries um the other thing that i try and do too is um when i'm at the gym they have one of those like uh pipes with a a weight hanging from a string Mm -hmm. and you do like the reverse roll-ups so i try and do that to kind of one it also helps with climbing and count you know balancing some of those climbing muscles but also balancing out some of the effects of the um the uh you know, being at the keyboard. Um, I also do, um, in a s- sort of similar vein, I do, um, uh, we have a TRX at our house, and I'll get up and take a break and do I's, I's, Y's, and T's, which are sort of, you know, hands straight over the head, sort of making an I shape, you know, making a Y shape with your arms out to the side, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, arms directly out to the sides, um, doing sort of like a like a fly motion. Um, okay. And those are supposed to help with, um, you know, strengthening those upper back muscles and, um, that type of thing. Um,
0: Gotcha. And so, um, what about more of the, I guess, has there been any period of time where maybe for, for whatever reason work or whatever you, um, maybe fell out of fitness for a little bit and and where you can like actually tell like where, how certain, uh, how your quality of life maybe like came down, uh, or even like your out, your productivity output at work or anything like that.
1: Yeah. So I can't really think of a time where my, so I, I, I do have an example of that. So, um, the, the, the worst time, the toughest time for me for, in terms of being, in terms of fitness was, um, we had a, a pipe break in our house. Um, and, um, it kind of just flooded our whole house. Um, it was oh, like yeah. the, um, the uh, fire sprinkler line and those those put out a lot of water um and so the we spent the next couple months you know we had to remodel our house we had to deal with the insurance companies so there were there was a lot of stress involved and a lot of you know really late nights and everything um and um we were living out of a hotel room while our house was remodeled and so uh nutrition and fitness and those types of things kind of took a back seat at that time. And the, I would say, um, you know, when, when that was all going on um, I was still working out. Um, and the reason I was doing that was because that was the, that was the only thing keeping me sane. Um, yeah. But even, you know, then like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have time to exercise as much as I would have liked to. So you know, definitely on the days when I didn't have a chance to work out, um, it, uh, uh, it was definitely, I could tell my, my stress levels start to creep up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't really, um, say that it, how it affected my productivity. It, you know, it's likely that it did, but I, I just don't really remember, yeah. but I, I do know that, you know, I was just tired all the time. Um, you know, had, um, you know, just a lot more stress than, um, and, you know, exercise is one way to help deal with that stress for me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's like, it's one of those things, it's kind of whether, you know, there's, there's things in, in life kind of like, um, you know, meditation or, or prayer or like just I mean, whatever it may be, like different disciplines for different people, obviously. Um, but, uh, I find that, you know, working out to be also be like one of those where it seems like one of those things that, yes, this takes time. Like it takes time for me to do this. Um, but it's one of those things where like the, the benefits, uh, far outweigh the, you know, um, the time it's going to take, like if I don't do it, I'm probably actually going to get less done, um, mm-hmm. in the other areas of my life, even during a stressful season, like where your house floods, you know, <laughs> yeah. because like you just, you, you know, you, you, you're just going to curl into a, or at least for me, I'm going to curl into a ball of stress, um, and like not be able to think clearly or focus on anything, and you know I usually get more like decision paralysis when I'm under high stress and I'm if I'm not working out or something like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and
1: I would say definitely too the um um uh one the when I was um, working at my previous company, most of my workouts I would do during lunchtime and. It really just is a—it's a fabulous way to break up the day. Like mm-hmm. you know, whatever kind of workout you're into, just you know, go out do it at lunch. You the, you know, it means that you're not at work any longer than you normally would be. It doesn't doesn't really add any extra time to the day, but it breaks up the day. And then that that afternoon when you get back, you you know, you're coming back, you're feeling great from the gym. You know, you're super. You know energetic feeling and then the the afternoon just flies by and before you know it you know it's time to go home and um you know you've, got, you've already gotten your workout in for the day so
0: yeah i think it's it depends on you know i actually love working out l- later in the day but um really just depends on different people i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah. but in, in any case like if i i actually just had to go um pretty much all of last week without going to the gym at all. Um, cause I, I injured my shoulder and I like, I couldn't really do much at all. Um, and like, it just, it sucked. Like <laughs> the whole week, just like I was even in a foul mood because I just wanted to be at the gym. Um, yeah. so
1: yeah, I've it. had a couple of injuries and those are always tough times too. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I've sprained my ankle a couple of times. Um, not actually running but doing other things usually something stupid um but um, i've so i've had a couple of ankle injuries and i have to take time off from going to the gym or whatever and generally my solution is i go to the pool and i do swimming um but i don't like swimming and um i'm not very good at it yeah, me um, neither. it's a really good workout because I'm, I'm basically i spend an hour trying not to drown. Um, so it is a really fabulous workout, but I, I don't enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a swimmer either. I think Thad, um, he <laughs> might have a story for us on that, but uh, I think Thad's been swimming recently. <laughs> I have started swimming, but I haven't,
2: haven't in a while because the last time I went swimming, so I, was, I was doing 100-meter repeats and then um, getting out and doing 20 push-ups, 20 crunches um, between each one. And uh, and this was in this was in the sea, so I was going off the beach and and doing this and then coming up back on the beach, um, to get my reps in. And I was about halfway through that workout when my 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 beaching, um, I stepped on a sea urchin and broke off like like four of its little thine I don't know thorn. <laughs> I don't know, spikes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I man, that sounds painful. Into my foot, and it was. It, that hurts a lot more than it should. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't gone swimming in a little while. I don't really trust this <laughs> water at all, but, um, but, yeah, it, <laughs> it's a great workout. Um, it's painful even if you're not stepping on yeah. water creatures. But, yeah.
0: um, so, Garrett, what's your, uh, what's your favorite lift?
1: uh so favorite one is um probably the um uh get-ups kettlebell get-ups um or sometimes called Turkish get-ups um and mostly because um they're really hard and you kind of feel like a badass when you do them you -hmm. know yeah the the fact that you're like you know, you, you so if you're not familiar, you, you start out laying down, you're holding a weight directly above your face uh, up in the air. And then it, the idea is that you have to get up off the, the floor all the way to a standing position and then reverse it um, all the way back down the ground. And the entire time you're holding a weight above your head.
0: And oh, yeah. I, uh, I saw someone do this actually today on an Instagram video, but they had a barbell and like yeah, 300 well, pounds on it. Yeah,
1: those are that's insane. Um, that's like an old like strongman sort of like yeah. circus routine with the doing it with the barbell. But uh, it's hard enough with just the kettlebell. Yeah, you feel pretty cool once once you're able to do them and look smooth at doing it. So, so.
0: the goal is just like you just keep your arm extended the whole time and get yeah. up by any any means necessary and then get back down.
1: No, there's a technique to it. Oh, okay, um, there's well at least I do it by the same steps so, every time. So okay. And, I just reverse them. Um, Those are really
2: great for um, identifying muscular imbalances too, because that's a uh, that's a full body one side at a time thing too.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you're you're fully working out your entire core, your arms, your yeah. legs, your shoulders. It's so. probably
0: really good for your nervous system too, um, just to have that kind of like mind muscle connection throughout multiple places in your body, because you're I mean yep. you're having a um, you're having to like fire lots of different muscles to get up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's a lot of uh,
1: breathing involved too with it. You know, you're typically, you're, you, you can't really be distracted when you're doing them. You you got to be pretty focused on the whole time.
0: I'm going to try those today. That sounds fun. Yeah. It's called a, a kettlebell get up.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you just Google it. You'll, you'll find it on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. So um, let's see. Have some rapid-fire questions for you, just as kind of we start to wrap up. Sure. Um, so, what can um, like what can our listeners do today to, you know, if they let's say they want to get into, um, well, let's do uh, trail running first and and or rock climbing and then maybe skiing because I'm I'm sure there's going to be very different answers here yeah. what can they do to get into that uh you know that style of training if if that's something that sounds interesting to them
1: yeah so I, I mean trail running and and um rock climbing they're they're both great sports they're a lot of fun um you know with trail running I would say uh you know there's not too much uh particular that's involved um if you're already a runner, you pretty much already, you know, you're you're ready to go. Um, if you're if you're not a runner, I would say you know start off just really slow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anytime you go from from uh, pavement to trail, I think typically they say people lose ten to twenty percent of their speed. Um, but you know, just take it slow so that you're not uh, you know tripping over things, worrying about the,
0: yeah, is, is there like some specific stretches that are good for, you know, to prevent rolling your ankle on like a tree branch or something like that?
1: I uh, I don't do any real um uh stretches for it. Um what I typically do is I do a, di- a dynamic movement prep before I start running. So I do a, basically a warm up. So I'm doing uh lunges, uh internal hip rotation, external hip rotation, um that type of thing, and and I and I actually generally do that before just about every sport. Um, either that, or I do um, like I used to do a lot of yoga, and so I'll do like sun salutations to to just get um, you know the body loosened up, um, get the you know things moving around, muscles warmed up, that sort of thing. And then when I'm when I'm trail running, you know, I'm just I'm focusing on breathing, I'm focusing on you know a good running technique. Um, you know, I, am trying not to think really about anything else. I try not to get distracted with the, the view or anything, um, or thinking about the day. Cause you know, that's really, if, if I'm going to trip or if I'm going to, you know, roll my ankle or something, it's because I'm distracted. Uh, not because I'm, you know, whatever, it, not because I, am you know, doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, in terms of uh, rock climbing, I would say you know the best place to get started um, go to go to a local rock climbing gym. You know they have indoor climbing gyms all over the uh, the country, and they typically will have beginner classes where they'll show you you know technique for uh, safely climbing um, belaying, um, you know which is lowering people with ropes, um, and then you know get started, have fun with it, um, and then you know as you talk to people. Um, the, you know, like the, the trail running community, at least in our area, is incredibly friendly. Um, I am part of a, uh, there's like a, a couple running clubs up here and I will occasionally go run with them and you'll end up finding yourself, um, you know, these, these great club runs that are no drop, they don't leave anyone behind, they're not going to let you get lost and I'm running with, you know, some of, literally some of the best trail runners in the world. So, you know, sponsored professional athletes who are, uh, you know, taking their time to, you know, go and lead these sort of group runs of people who are very, like me, that are very slow. Um, and they're just, you know, taking time to, to run with you. So uh, cool. it's a good community. And same with climbing. You know, if you show interest, climbers will, will welcome you and they'll, they'll be happy to have you
0: cool and uh, with skiing I guess you that's really determined a lot by location right
1: <laughs> yeah it is definitely is a uh, pretty location dependent um, but you know there, there's skiing that um, you know over quite a bit of the country uh, more than you'd expect I think there's actually uh, there's at least an abandoned ski hill in Mississippi even. really yeah or or maybe it's Missouri. It's one of those M states.
0: That would really right. surprise me because we get snowfall like every five years.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and some of those like in the Midwest, they build them on uh, old trash uh, dumps. Um, so, because there's no hills. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I would say, you know, if you are interested in getting into skiing, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of like smaller local places that are, uh, a lot more affordable um, and go and take a lesson. Um, I, I've been teaching skiing for a long time um, and people learn a lot faster and they have a lot more fun if they take lessons. Um, the sort of the the classic move is where you, your, your friends take you out skiing and then you end up, you know, left by yourself on the side of the trail at the top of the mountain and you don't know how to get down. Um, <laughs> the instructor shouldn't do that. Uh, they'll make sure you have a good time they should, you shouldn't, you know, if it's a good in ski instructor, uh, hopefully you'll never be scared. Um, you know, you're always being kind of your comfort area and you'll just be having fun and enjoying the outdoors. And it's a great way, like, you know, winter's kind of a miserable time. Like there's a lot of things yes. you can't do outside. <laughs> um, but if you are a skier, you, know, you, you look forward to the winter. It's a, it's kind of a great way to enjoy the outdoors even when the weather is too miserable for others. Actually.
0: I'll have to uh, save skiing for when I can actually um, maybe relocate to another place for a few months during a winter season to take some lessons because I won't be doing any skiing in Mississippi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even if you go, I mean, even just for a week, you know, if you, or if you can get out for, you know, a, a few days or something, we have people um, who, uh, so I, I still teach occasionally at North Star. Uh, which is the, uh, in the Tahoe area, and we have kids every year that come from from Texas from spring, for spring break, and you can always tell them because they they have their cute little accents and they call you sir <laughs> or ma'am, and uh, they're they're always very polite. But um, you know they come for a week uh, every winter, and they they ski, and then the rest of the year they put away their ski clothes and they don't think about snow.
0: The life. <laughs> cool um so what uh what would you say to any listener that's just kind of like looking to they want to do something um they they they're in a place where like they're ready to commit to something they want to just get into fitness and they need to take that first step like do you have any uh advice to that listener um, so I, I would think, I think the, uh, the best
1: way to get back into fitness, if you're, if you're out of shape is to, to literally take the first step and go for a walk, um, you know, get to know your neighborhood, go to the park, um, get outside and just, you know, put, if you need to put on some music or put on a podcast and, and go outside and get, go for a walk, clear your head, um. Mm-hmm. You know, make time during the day when you're at work to take a little break and just walk around the block or whatever it is. Um, Once you are ready to kind of take that next step, um, you know, sign up for the gym and uh, find a gym that has the uh, fitness classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually um, used to do those for a while. I did them for a few years and they're, they're a fantastic way to get in shape. Um, we did ones that were a lot of, um, high intensity interval training, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, you know, it's a pretty strenuous workout, but, um, I, I recommend those for, you know, people of any level. Um, I had a coworker who was, who was pretty out of shape. She started off with going to the gym and just using the treadmill for like, it was like 10 or 15 minutes was all she could do when she first started. And then eventually after a while she built up and she started coming to the classes you know, she started out with using little weights and then built up until, you know, soon enough, she's using full, you know, pretty good size weights and, and really pushing herself. And it was, it was a great, you know, progress to see.
0: Yeah. It's just all about taking that first step, you know, to, yeah, and, you so you know, can get there.
1: Fi- find a friend that'll go with you and, um, you know, kind of, uh, use some positive peer pressure to, <laughs> to, um, you know, help get those habits set.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, that played a huge role for me is, you know, just asking dad if I could go to the gym with him, if he could train me. Um, yeah. cause I, I, I was ready to take that first step. And so having someone there, especially someone who knew what they were doing, um, cause the gym, at least for me, when I first started this a couple of years ago, the, the gym was a really intimidating place to me. Um, I didn't know how to use any of the equipment and I didn't know how to do the exercises. So yes. There's just all these things that are going through your head and it can be, I mean, some people won't have a problem with it, but I, there's no way I would have just went to the gym myself. Um, I, I think that's highly unlikely cause I would have been worried about like doing something wrong and everyone staring at me. <laughs> so cool. Um, what do you, uh, what do you like to listen to during your workouts? Like, or do you listen to anything?
1: I, so I actually don't listen to anything. Um, if I'm just going for a walk around the block, um, I will, you know, put on a podcast or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if I'm going to the gym, I'm usually, I'm pretty, pretty focused on what I'm doing. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't listen. I don't have any headphones at least. Um, and I will, um, you know, there's, there's typically music on in the background at the gym, but I don't, yeah. I don't really pay attention too much. Um, and then if I'm going for a long run, um, again, I'm usually, I'm pretty focused. And also, um, I typically I go uh, running with my wife. So we kind of have a, a rule of, you know, we don't put on headphones when the, the other one is there. So
0: yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, so. Cool. Um, So something we're doing on on this show is, um, I mean, if you've listened to any podcast out there for developers, you've probably heard of like Picks or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So we're doing our own spin on that called Fit Picks. And so um, uh, we, you know, it's basically the same as Picks, but it's something fitness related that improved your health or you used at the gym or or it improved your well-being in in some way, um, you know, recently. So um, do you have a fit pick?
1: Um, so I think I've covered a lot of them already, but I would <laughs> say, uh, you know, um, if you are in California or for your interest in coming to California, I'd say, you know, check out Truckee, check out Lake Tahoe. They're both beautiful places up in the mountains. Um, I think there's, you know, uh, there's probably a lot of other places that are similar, but, you know, Truckee is a great place. For um, living a an active lifestyle, activities sort of you know are the uh, the the entire town and the way everyone lives um, encourages activity. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably other communities that are similar to that. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also happen to be located you know pretty close to the Bay Area, so if you're in you know software developer, you can easily get to Silicon Valley. You can work remote. Um, and you can still lead that active lifestyle. Um, yeah. I think Boulder is another Salt Lake city also has a lot of places where people are just naturally really active. So.
0: Yeah. Thad and I were up in, um, well we were, we went to Asheville for a Spartan race this summer, but we stayed with one of his friends in uh, a town called Boone. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was kind of the same, like all, like everyone, it looked like everyone there hikes and like is all into the outdoors and stuff. Um, so it was, Pretty interesting that there's communities like that because I, yeah, I, I mean you just don't see that um, at least in Mississippi. Like I don't really see much of that. Yeah, Dad, what's your fit pick?
2: My fit pick, <clears throat> nothing special, but it saved my butt for the last couple of weeks. Is just standard, run-of-the-mill, self-adhering athletic tape. Um, been using it since high school football, and I always got several roles with me at home. But uh, it's what I used to bandage up my foot after the sea urchin incident. And um, it's just – it for more than anything, it's uh, – you can just get a really good compression with it, um, which is huge for any – anytime anything's inflamed, or you got joint pain or things like that. Um, I had a pinched nerve uh, from a workout just last week, um, and I found kind of the, the site of – of the pinch and uh, just wrap that up real good with the athletic tape. And I got immediate relief from that Um, and it healed up pretty quick. So there's a million uses for them. This last trip I came on, I probably packed six rolls of it. Uh, Super (laughs) cheap. I think I get mine from the grocery store. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It has a, um, it even has applications outside of fitness cause I I have a USB hub on the back of my (laughs) monitor that's literally taped to it with athletic tape because I didn't want it to be on my desk. Because um, like my wife hates seeing wires and cables and stuff on my desk, so I I uh, taped it to the back of my monitor with athletic tape. Yeah, we actually
1: we always travel with a roll or two of athletic tape because it's the type of thing where like you know if it's if it's a minor injury you could probably fix it with athletic tape, and <laughs> if you can't fix it with athletic tape, you should probably go to the hospital. So. <laughs> <laughs> Usually cool. it covers your bases. <laughs>
0: So uh, my fit pick this week is um, some. Uh, I'm not sure if we've talked about it yet on the show, but if you hang around the Devlops community enough, you're eventually going to hear of a supplement called Cissus Quadrangularis, um, which I may or may not have said correctly. But um, it's a uh, it's a root that's um, really popular in like Eastern medicine. Um, but has gotten more and more popular, especially in, in the bodybuilding, like I guess fitness space, even in the West. And so, um, Thad and I, uh, it, it, it's for, uh, joint health primarily. Um, it has some other, um, potential benefits that haven't been like proven, but are suspected, which, um, are, are probably true, but I'm not gonna you know, say one way or the other, um, And, you know, I, I feel pain in in my, I I get a lot of joint pain, uh, just kind of, I don't know, I, uh, just kind of how my body responds to, um, working out. And so, um, but sis's tastes terrible. Um, it's, I mean, it's literally dirt and, um, I was taking it with a scooper and so I would just take the scooper and just like throw it back and that really sucked. And so I found, um, I found, or actually, uh. I think, I think Wes boss found these cause we recommended sissus to him and he found these on bodybuilding.com. There was a, uh, um, capsules for sissus and I ordered some of those by a company called Prima Force and, um, I can just like pop two of them and like, they don't taste you know bad or anything. I can just like pop them in, swallow them and get my sissus in without any of the, uh, the uh, inconveniences, or the bad taste, or any of that kind of stuff. So that's my pick. Um, yeah, they just came really in, nice. and, and it's
2: they're awesome. Really it the capsules, because um, <clears throat> I carried a little a thing of the powder with me on this trip, <clears throat> and over the flight, they absorbed a lot of moisture and then dried out. And so, you know, it's really hard. And
0: it gets really <sighs> hard.
2: And so now, whenever I throw back my scoop, I always have like this gold <laughs> stain on the corner of my mouth. Like, <laughs> packing it in and sucking on it all day or something. but <laughs> um, So that's not a very fun. So <clears throat> that capsule sounds very nice.
0: Um, Garrett, do you have any shameless plugs that we can add to the show notes?
1: Yeah, sure. So I help uh, run a couple of different meetups in the Truckee Tahoe area. Um, so the uh, one of them um, is the uh, Tahoe Silicon Mountain group. Um, and it's a, um, sort of an umbrella organization that runs a couple different meetups up here and they focus on entrepreneurship and technology. Um, and we, we have um, you know, speakers, we have a few different uh, meetings and I help organize the speakers for, for that. Um, so you know, check that out. If you're coming up to Truckee Tahoe area and you, you're interested in meeting some local people or learning about more what's going on in our community. Um, we just recently held a, a pitch camp where we had six entrepreneurs that were pitching their startups um, as sort of a practice uh, pitch event. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on up here. And uh, one of the groups that kind of goes along with that, that I also help um, run, is Tahoe JS. Um, so we're a JavaScript developer meetup. Uh, meets in Truckee. And, you know, if you're if you're interested in coming up and meeting some uh, other developers, we'd love to have you. Um, I help organize speakers for that group as well. So if you're interested in speaking for our group, that would be awesome. Um, and we are looking at organizing our first conference. Uh, so we have our website up, and we're going to be starting to um, look for uh, keynote and uh, regular speakers pretty quickly here. Um, but the the meeting, uh, the the website is jsconf Tahoe, um, so we're kind of under the the uh, umbrella of the jsconf series. Um, so and that should be really fun. And the conference is going to be April sixth, I think it is. Uh, it's a uh, uh, Friday. Um, let me double check that. But yeah, April sixth. Uh, so it'll still be ski season. So you'd be <laughs> able to get some nice spring skiing and learn about some some great JavaScript topics and uh, get to know the Tahoe Truckee community a little bit too. Hopefully,
0: cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some uh, links from you for the show notes. Um, well, Garrett, uh, Dad, do you have any other any other questions or uh, or anything to add? Dad, I, I think. You might be muted. Um, One second. Oh, there we go. Not sure how that happened.
2: (laughs) Got really loud in here for a second. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, No, that's all I got. Thanks for being on the show, Garrett. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, we'll obviously stay in touch since you're you're in our community. Um, But, yeah, we really do appreciate you uh, taking some time out.
1: Sure thing. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Talk to you later.